the purpose for me personally as an individual was that I wanted to wake up feeling excited and I wanted to fall asleep. So at night when I hit the pillow, I wanted to feel fulfilled. And I only knew, I knew that I had to have something outside of work and outside of motherhood in order to do that. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. In past episodes, we've talked about the power of saying no. And today we wanted to talk about what you're going to start saying yes to now that you've said hopefully a little bit more no's. Living your life on purpose and with purpose is something that really resonated with, with me over the past few years. Abby and I are both in our mid-30s, and from what I can tell from us and from the people around us is that this is a decade where a lot of people start to wrestle with purpose. So that's what we wanted to get into more today. It's been a hard year for so many of us. We completely acknowledge that you're not alone, but where do we go from here? As my therapist said, maybe what this year did is help to magnify issues that were already there, but this was the year that you couldn't ignore them anymore. Oh, we love our therapists. We love quoting our therapists. They're just so good. They should get like a little cut. <laughs> oh, and I also have a life coach. So besides our therapist, my life coach has been just incredible on this journey to figuring out who I am. And her name is Leah. And one thing that she has said over and over again just sticks with me. She says, it's not your job's job to make you happy. You need to find stuff outside of work especially if your job isn't passion-filled. And this hits home because it's a reason why we're recording right now, like the biggest reason why we're recording right now. And it really goes back about four years. So after we had our first baby, my entire world turned upside down. The things that used to bring me life weren't as exciting anymore. And my entire personality changed. Like in motherhood, our personalities are supposed to change, not in a bad way, just in a different way. But as we know, adding more kids to the mix, our identity changes even more. And I continue to feel like I need to find something else outside of work and outside of our growing family. And it's hard because for those of you who don't know what I do for my corporate job, I'm in a traveling sales role. So in non-pandemic times, I'm on a flight most weeks out of the month and I am pitching to larger businesses on ways that they can get their employees healthier. And it's a pretty cool life. Like there's fancy dinners out. I wear high heels. There's really big names with some of these clients. And it challenges me. And it really drives me, especially in that achiever personality that I have. Like it just, it hits the buttons that it needs to. And I continuously think like, who am I to complain? Like, why am I the one who's complaining? Why am I the one who's wanting something more when I have a really good thing going? But I kept on thinking like there's something missing and it really changed in motherhood. Like there's something else missing. I know it's also been at that point in time, it had been seven years 
since I had started at my company and kind of like in marriage, that seven year itch, I felt like, okay, wait, is there something that needs to change right now? Amy and which I are is, both coming. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is so funny because we're both about to hit seven years of marriage. Um, our husbands are probably like, you guys are feeling good, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're good, right? Amy had to cut on her fingers to make sure that was, that was your number seven coming <laughs> Oh, so I didn't want to leave my job. Like it's a great job. So instead I was like, what can I do to change this? And I asked for more work. I asked for different types of work. I asked for new responsibilities. And if you're in this position right now where you're trying to figure out what else can I do? It's a great, it's a great start. Like this all helped. All those things actually helped a lot, but it only helped for a small period of time. I still felt that void. And I knew I didn't want to leave my job. So instead, I started on this self-development journey. And it sounds funny saying self-development, but it really was. Like, what else can I do with my life? What other identities can I hold on to? What else can I do with Abby Green that isn't just work and isn't mom? And luckily, I was traveling so much for work at this point that on flights, I started to read books. I really started getting into podcasting. I started like going through the life coaching prompts that Leah was giving to me. And something funny happened. So as I was reading through this material, I kept on thinking, why can't I do this? Like these people are amazing. They have such good messages, but I wish they would say it this way. Or I think that it would resonate better with people like me if you stated it this way. It felt so good to consume this information that I wanted to be that person who could help others that were in the same position that I was in or had been in and currently was in right in that time. I don't even know if that even makes sense, but like, it just felt so good during that piece. And Amy, you were part of all of these conversations. I felt like every time we connected, it was like a mini mastermind. We'd share the big ideas. We'd share the little ideas. And you had already been on this self-improvement journey. Yours just was earlier and it looked a lot different because you had a blog and a business. And I know one of the big differences was that you were at a job with nursing that filled you so much with passion. Like you had so much passion for that job and that was different than what I'd been experiencing. Yeah. But I think the problem for me is that I definitely know that I'm a multi-passionate person. So there's a lot of different things that I'm interested in. And so when I started my nursing job, what happened was a lot of my coworkers found out that I used to be a personal trainer and that I was really interested in health and wellness. So what happens when you're working with 50 other women and they find out that you know about eating well and taking care of yourself? Like you get so many questions. And I would tell Drew after work, I'd be like, babe, I can't believe like what people don't know. And he said, Amy, you have an exercise science degree. Like you've always been in sports. You have to know that that's not everyone's experience. You know, they're Mm -hmm. like consuming all of this information from different places and kind of essentially trying to patch it together. And so that's how my blog started. I was like, wow, I could really speed up their process and give them really good information and interview people and give them really good perspectives to have. Um, Of course, my nursing job also influenced my blog. I would blog about these stories um, that I got to witness at my nursing job, like love stories and just this beautiful, I don't know, it was like so beautiful that both parts of my life could be in one place. Um, 
So that's how Balanced Aim started. And then I go about my life and we get pregnant with our first. We have him. And I just had this point where I realized I'm like, wow, women do not have the information they need to have safe pregnancies and postpartum Mm -hmm. periods when it comes to exercise. Mm -hmm. And like, what happens when you don't have the right information and you just do whatever you want to at the gym or you're going to run your whole pregnancy or all of these things. I'm like, what happens is that the woman suffers. Like she has more pain. She doesn't like pregnancy. She has a terrible postpartum journey. She might have diastasis recti and she's really uncomfortable about how her body functions and how her body looks wait, I know that I have this information. I know my sister has even more information. Like, why don't I change this for people? So as you guys can kind of see, that's how Expecting and Empowered was born. Is like, I went through the, the experience of being pregnant myself. I had information. I had passion. And, and that's where it came into play. None of those things were done with the intent of like, let me, let me leave my nursing job. I need more purpose. They were truly done with like, this is what I think I have to offer the world. And this is what I think women need. So like, let me help people. Um, Um, And with that, for your newer listeners, Amy and I went to college together. And then one of the first times that we ever hung out after college was when we had each had our first babies. So our Max and Lucy are what, six weeks apart. And Max was like a brand new baby and he was like fussy and we were walking and I had Lucy on me and I was talking about these issues that I was having postpartum. And Amy's like, Abby, that's common, but it's not normal. Like you shouldn't have urine leakage. You shouldn't have painful sex. You shouldn't have these things. And in my mind, I'm like, what? Like no one had actually said that to me. And I had realized like, oh, it was the workouts that I was doing. So even just in that short walk that we had together when we were brand new moms, you were already using that passion to educate somebody who really needed it. Well, it's really funny because I can remember the exact road we were on when I told you that. Like I was like, Abby, like, okay, here's, here's how you're going to get help because you don't have to live like that. Um, and also I think it's really interesting because from the outside, Abby looked like so together, if that makes sense. Like she, her baby was a little bit older, but also Lucy was a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) So she was like bright eyed and she like looked incredible and she just looked like she had it all together. Um, And in a lot of ways she did, but there was this physical element that she was probably just going to suffer through um, until it got bad enough or until maybe like she wanted to have another child. Like that's a lot of the times like women don't deal with these issues until it stops them from really doing something they want to do. So it's all very interesting. And one point that Abby and I definitely wanted to make is that It's not that you have to start a business or head into a passion project. Like, I think that that gets heavily glorified, but I don't think that that is for everyone. I think that it's extremely hard. I think it's uncomfortable, but I do think that a lot of women have a tug that they want to do something more. Abby and I are two women and we are sharing like what 
our journey has looked like, but we definitely don't think that we know what your journey is going to look like. We hope that today's conversation just inspires you to start asking yourself, like, what if I tried the thing that I've been thinking about? So again, I don't think it's sound advice that everyone has to do something huge outside of work or their relationship. But I do think that everyone that is in a mothering role needs something outside of that. Like you still need something that makes you, you. Like you are unique. You need to be cared for. Um, So I felt really honored, you guys, to be behind the scenes for Abby's journey. Like we have been friends for quite some time before we started the podcast. And I know we've said that before, but um, today is kind of like a reflection episode where I'm like, wow, that was that was really cool because that was, I don't know, maybe like over a year of her wrestling with this like feeling that she wanted to do something. And I just know that speaking to Colin on more than one occasion, he has told me, he's like, Amy, Abby is just happier than I have ever seen her. Like since you guys have started herself, like I can just tell she is so much happier. Night and day different, like absolutely night and day different. When I think about just how good I feel after the days we have together, after the recordings, after the guests we get to meet with, it just makes me feel incredible. And the cool part about this is that Colin is seeing it now. Like Colin sees how excited I am, how much energy that I bring, especially when we're doing the things that we're doing just like this episode today. Colin would ask me like for years and years, like, how's your day? And maybe many of you have the same conversation of, oh, it's fine. Like it was good. Did this, did this, did this. And now the conversations are different. Like I really get excited to tell them about how the work, the work that we're doing and how it's impacting. And I talk about the DMs that I get. I talk about, you know, the new guests that we have coming up and it just, it feels so amazing. And of course there's pieces of the podcast and pieces of the work that we do that still feel like work, but most of it just feels so natural. Like for lack of a better term, it just feels so natural. Like I was made to be doing this all along. And the purpose of it wasn't to like make money right away. It wasn't to like gain a certain number of followers. It wasn't to have a certain number of downloads a week. Like those are great goals to have, but that wasn't the purpose behind it. The purpose for me personally as an individual was that I wanted to wake up feeling excited and I wanted to fall asleep. So at night when I hit the pillow, I wanted to feel fulfilled. And I only knew, I knew that I had to have something outside of work and outside of motherhood in order to do that. And Kate Persado brought this up on last week's episode about finding you. Like, who are you without all these other titles and ways to do that? But I think about this with my mother-in-law, like Colin's mom, incredible human being, but her entire life has been devoted to her children. So Colin and his sister, his, his sister is eight years younger. And when she went to college a couple of years ago and now is like on her own, my mother-in-law is lost. Her name's Shauna and she's just lost right now. She doesn't know what to do. She's always fumbling around. She's trying to figure out what is my purpose. And she still has a job, but her kids were really her life. And like for so many of us, our kids become like the number one identity in our entire life. And we lose that unique part of us that makes us ourselves. So I guess at the, at the end of the day, 
I don't want my kids to go to college and leave our house, become empty nesters. And for me to look in the mirror and say, who have I become? Like, who is this woman staring at me? Who is this stranger who's looking back in the mirror? I want to know that person. I want to trust that person. I want to love that person with everything that I got and know that we were on this journey together. And I didn't push her to the side the whole time that I was um, raising children. Okay. I just love how you said that. <laughs> that was like a sound clip. That was beautiful. <laughs> I um, need to go off of notes. That's what I need to do is just not have notes. <laughs> Speak from my heart. <laughs> the next thing that we kind of wanted to get into is to help you guys figure out what your calling might be because um, like we keep saying, it certainly doesn't have to be starting a podcast or doing something like that. So a lot of times people ask me, who do you like to follow on Instagram? And I think it's really funny because I don't think the answer is what people might assume. I mean, I've definitely cultivated a solid group of therapists, financial experts, and authors to follow. But who I really do love to follow is people that I know in real life. Like I love seeing what they're doing and what they're pursuing. And my friend Erin from college provides such a great example of this that I wanted to share a quote from one of her captions. She gave me permission. So here it is. She said, exactly one year ago, I was working with children affected by the Paradise California wildfires. It was humbling to say the least and definitely changed me. Whether it was deploying with the Children's Disaster Services, raising service dogs for kids with disabilities, working with poor families in the Sacred Valley of Peru, helping at summer camps for chronic patients, or other experiences in my last 30 years, it has, been, it has all had a major impact on me. I've learned that volunteering is not just a part of my life. It is my life. It's what drives me. It it is what makes me tick. If you have never volunteered or it's been years since you have, I encourage you to volunteer your time in some way. You guys, I'm like teary-eyed from that. Because how amazing. Erin is a child life specialist, so she's always already giving so much of herself at her job, but then she's living her life's purpose through her volunteer work um, to reach even more children and people in need. I think that we are all born with talents. We train, we get educated, we're all unique. Only you can show up with your unique giftings. When I volunteer my time, um, it's usually for like a speaking engagement. And I feel so alive in purpose and in my calling. Um, It's usually for like a group of freshly postpartum moms. It feels like all of these little steps that I've taken in my journey have led me to this place that I am right now. And when that meets the opportunity, you just feel so alive. And you guys believe us, like Abby and I understand the world A is looking different right now. Like we don't have those in-person opportunities. And we also have an audience that's really crunched for time. So we don't want you guys to feel any more stressed or time hungry, but sometimes it comes down to asking yourself like, 
what is my purpose and what are my values and is my time used lining up with those for me sometimes it's taking hours an hour or two out of my work day to be able to volunteer and that's what feels really good for me and I love how you said it right there because when I think about volunteer service work, Amy, sometimes I'm, I think like it has to be every Tuesday at 6 PM at this location. <laughs> and it's like, no, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be a weekly engagement. It doesn't even have to be monthly. It can be spur of the moment. It can be more scheduled if that works better, but it's just something else that you can do in your day to give back, to give yourself energy in the process as well. Um, and giving back to those organizations that you really, truly feel passionately about. Um, Colin and I, we get asked to do quite a bit in the community. Uh, maybe it's because we're both recovering yes people and we've always said yes before kids. It was a lot easier. Now we have to be a lot more strategic with our timing, but we still do say yes. However, we want to make sure that it does meet some criteria just so that we're not like running all over the place, helping other people and not feeling internally <laughs> okay with all those, the yeses that we're saying. So a couple of things to think about. If you are looking to volunteer or to give back, align these projects with the things that you either love doing or causes that you are completely passionate about. And if it checks both boxes, that's a major bonus. And as far as organizations, it makes it a lot easier right now with Owen's Down syndrome diagnosis. This is something that not only do I love helping people and educating people and talking through it. But the organizations that back up people like Owen and families like ours, they're incredible. And to be honest, these are organizations I never would have even thought to be part of or donate to or spend my time with before we had a child with Down syndrome. I'm now I'm just learning that like without these organizations, people like us would have been lost, especially in those first couple of weeks right after we got our diagnosis in pregnancy, I didn't know who to turn to. And the fact that they were able to pivot so easily in the pandemic with having virtual outreach, phone calls, I mean, it's just truly, truly amazing. And any time that I can, I'm tearing up for now thinking about this because any chance I can get to help other people who were in my position six, seven months ago now, like, I want to take it because I know how much it meant to me when those individuals reached out, when those resources were in my inbox, when that gift was dropped off on my front porch, I knew how much it meant to me. And if I could give that to at least one other person in this lifetime, I just know that this life would feel just so much more complete. And I feel with all of this, this was a perfect example of not forcing a passion like my personality yields to, okay, what am I going to do this year? Like what, what am I, what am I going to do this year? What's my word of the year? What am I going to go forward with? And this was something that came out of nowhere. Like we never expected to have a child with special needs. And here we are now advocating like crazy, loving the life we're living, being part of this journey that is now completely lit because of the people and organizations that are behind it. And it fell into our lap without me even trying. And besides the organizations that reached out to us and besides the people who are incredible, my therapist was a huge part of getting through our Down syndrome diagnosis, getting through those scary dark days, getting through all the pieces of the special needs journey that we didn't know how to navigate. And we do want to remind you that this podcast episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
BetterHelp is an organization that it helps with everything. So anything from anxiety to depression to marital stress to figuring out who you are as an individual. These are all things you can talk through with a therapist if you're looking for extra help and help from a professional. Amy and I both use BetterHelp counselors and have just had so much guidance and so much encouragement from the conversations that we've had. And we want to share the discount with you guys as well. So for our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com backslash herself. And again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com backslash herself. And that will get you 10% off your first month of counseling. It's been cool to see so many of you guys take advantage and just rave about Mm -hmm. your experience with BetterHelp because we just, we feel passionate about aligning with sponsors that we truly believe in. And so it's been a really awesome partnership for us, but we wanted to kind of start wrapping up with tangible takeaways for your life what this journey might look like for you. First of all, to go way back to the beginning of the episode, I will have Abby include some books that she's read and podcasts and things that might help you if you're like just at the tip of the iceberg. Because I know those were really helpful for both of us. But we both feel like you've got to plug this into your life, how it fits for you. It's not a place where you can compare notes and just take what we've done. Like you've really got to figure out like, what is my calling here? Um, For some, I was thinking it could be as easy as like rediscovering a yoga practice. Like say when you had kids, this actually happened to me. (laughs) Say you had kids, you used to love yoga and then you have kids. You just don't have time anymore. Um, the good news is that there's a lot of options. It might look a lot different. Like I loved to go to the hot yoga studio, sweat, do my thing. Like I just don't have the time to do that anymore. But I know I certainly could go in my basement, light a candle, wait till you know people are in bed, make it super serene and do a yoga flow. I know I would love that. So just to say, like, maybe the first part of your journey is rediscovering something that you used to love and you've been saying, I don't have time for that anymore. I don't have time for that anymore. Figuring out, like, wait, what does it look like today? Because for me, mom of three, lady that's got a full plate, it probably is going to be basement yoga and not necessarily getting back into the studio. Lastly, I just wanted to say, like, during COVID, the time crunch on moms has been so high. Like, this is very widely researched and known. So I understand, like, not everyone is lucky enough to have a supportive partner. But I do think there is also a segment of women that is just not asking for what they need. For example, I see this a lot on on Instagram. It's like this woman will let her partner go hunt all weekend. And then he comes back, you know, she's feeling very impatient. She's feeling very like overwhelmed, but she won't ask for any time herself. And I just think like, okay, we know it's not tit for tat. 
you know, he had a weekend away, you're supporting that, that's what he loves to do, I totally get it. But in my opinion, I would then say, Drew, babe, okay, it's Tuesday night, you've transitioned back into the family, I am going to go have dinner by myself in my car and take a drive. <laughs> like I just need <laughs> some time away from the family. It's funny to think of these examples during this time because it is just like a different time. But I think that don't use that as an excuse to do nothing. Like there are safe things that you can figure out, you know, for me. It's literally leaving the house because I don't leave the house that much anymore. And it's driving and getting by myself and reconnecting with who I am outside of being their mom, outside of being Drew's wife. Like I need that. I need that to recenter myself. I actually really like to be alone. And so that doesn't really line up with having three kids and a husband (laughs) all the time. I have to make it line up. And it's funny when Amy brings up the drive, because to me, I'm like, you want to get in your car and drive. But Amy is like, when she's driving you guys, she is like, she just has the best ideas come out. She'll box for me when we're, when she's driving. I'm like, wow, Amy, you're on fire right now. Like the, you feel so alive when you are by yourself just me in the, in the road. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have that anymore with COVID very much. And you definitely don't have that now that you're not commuting to a nursing job for like an hour every day. So I guess to kind of wrap things up, think to yourself, like what is one small step that I can take today? Like, believe me, I did not go full in. I know this is hard to believe because I am a black and white thinker, but even with this, especially with this, I needed to start small. I know that it can be really scary. Like the unknown can make us feel uneasy. So for me, I just took one step which then the next step was a lot easier to take. And then the next one with this podcast, I bought a course on how to start a podcast because I'm definitely a course person. I like to have the the steps right in front of me. So after buying that course, it just made it so much easier. And that's when it really started getting going. Once I took that course, I started telling my friends about my idea. Amy was obviously one of those people. And then we started realizing that we had similar ideas, a similar demographic that we were going to be speaking to. And that's when it really started to click. So an awesome decision to be able to partner together, to be able to use our ideas, each use our unique strengths to really bring to you what you hear every single week. Just know that there's so many steps in this bigger journey. And I know there's going to be so much more to come. Okay, so right as I was finishing up writing this episode, I saw a quote that Brene Brown shared, and it read, to reach an audacious goal, we sometimes benefit from having it lie right beyond our grasp. Dr. Sarah Lewis said that. There were about 24 decisions and steps that came before I landed on, yeah, let me say yes to starting a (laughs) podcast with Abby Green. Um, I had had it on my mind for years and years that I wanted to start a podcast. If you were following me, I alluded to it a few times. It always seemed just out of reach, but the experiences and the relationships that I cultivated in those years that I was waiting led me exactly to where the timing felt right for me and for my little family. So maybe just maybe you start 
and you don't have your end goal or destination in mind. Like you don't know where it's going. I was listening to another podcast and she said that if I were to show you everything that was in front of you right now, you would run away from it. Like you would run away screaming and not want to go forward with it because it's too big. It's too extravagant. It's too amazing. And I think about that a lot. Like if you would have, even after the one year, Amy, like we're recording this one year in, if you would have showed me, this is what your life is going to look like in January when we started, I'd have been like, no, that's not my life. That's not my life. We don't have thousands of incredible women listening every week. We don't have an Instagram account that is able to help even more people. We don't have a special needs child who is helping to really kickstart just sharing that a diagnosis isn't scary to the world. But if you would have shared that with me at the start of this journey, I don't know if I would have started. Uh, Overall, you guys, there's just so many areas where you can feel fulfilled when you hit your pillow at night, there's so many areas where you could start feeling more yourself. You don't have to quit your job. You don't have to set aside lots of hours, but it's these little life changes, maybe even reading a book. I mean, I can tell you like books, books mm-hmm. light me up. Books make me feel like me. Um, so if you're feeling in a rut, I think that there are things out there that could help bring some energy to your next steps of living your life on purpose. And thank you so much for listening today. One thing that fuels us is hearing from you all and your reviews mean the world to us, especially in the podcast industry. It's the ways that we are able to get awesome guests, the ways that we can climb the charts and show up in more people's libraries. So if you wouldn't mind heading to wherever you listen to your podcast, scrolling to the bottom giving us a review that would literally mean the world to us. 